Welcome to Infinite Love. My name is Kate, and today I'm going to talk about those feelings that you don't want to feel, but you know you have to in order to heal. I know I've touched base a little bit about the feeling of anger, but I just skimmed over the surface, most likely because I wasn't in a place or state of mind where I could just express anger and how in-depth I allowed anger to take over me. As a child, I was never really angry. I was more quiet, happy, kept to myself, or enjoyed time with my family and my friends. With all the time spent in and out of the hospitals, I never really acted out in aggression or anger. I more so kept to myself, kept quiet about whatever it was I was feeling. But I was raised to not be angry, to not allow anger to sit within me. And that conditioned thinking, unfortunately, when I did feel angry, kept me trapped, kept me stuck within my own head, my own mind. And this, unfortunately, later in life would impact my thought process gravely. Being born with a facial difference wasn't just my only problem that I would endure later in life. It was not until puberty when life kind of takes a hold of you and you begin to feel all these different emotions that you never really felt before. Before, it was just all pure, unconditional love and joy for life, or at least that's how I lived my life. Everything was beautiful. Everything was peaceful, happy. There was always a silver lining. There was always positivity. I always had faith in the world in myself, in my family, in my friends. I always carried this abundance of love. That is, until puberty hit, and it felt like my eyes were completely wide open. My heart was trying to balance love and hate, but not so much hate in the way that you would think. Hate for my own self, and hate for the fact that I was allowing anger to take over me silently. I was now angry at the world. I was angry at God. I was angry at myself. I was angry at the judgments. I was angry at my reflection. I was angry at the doctor who did this to me. I was angry at my parents for not understanding the depths of my emotions. Now, I understand it all. I understand everything I was feeling. But then I just silently fought these inner demons, these inner battles of struggle. And this would make me feel angry. But anger was such a new feeling that I I did not enjoy. Like I said, I grew up with unconditional love. I came from a place of purity, and I carried that with me for a very long time. So whenever these bouts of anger would stew up inside of me to like the breaking point or the boiling point, I was so uncomfortable. I was crawling out of my skin because I almost had a fear of how would I react? What could set me off and how would I respond to this? Would I become physical? Would I become threatening? I don't know. But in my head, I was already imagining the worst of it. I was imagining that I am carrying such weight upon my heart, upon my emotions, that I am going to break at some point. There's got to be a way to break because I can't hold all of this in. But every day I would get up and I would do it all over again until the weight would just consume me and drown me in this pain, in this god-awful feeling that I did not want to feel. At such a young age, I understood the complexity of emotions. How or why? I'm not sure. I was always told I was an old soul, but I never understood what to do with those emotions, how to handle them, how to communicate them to others. 
So I bottled everything inside. And that could have just been my upbringing or the mere fact that I lived in and out of a hospital for quite some time at such a young age, up until I was nine when I begged and pleaded to stop surgeries for a while so I could just live. So I can understand what that process was instead of missing out on everything and feeling like my childhood was being taken away from me. Because I got to a point where I was angry at the fact that these surgeries weren't quote-unquote fixing me. They weren't fixing me outwardly, and they definitely weren't fixing me inwardly. So I struggled. Day by day, I struggled with different types of emotions. I had my highs, and I had my lows. And I tried to balance that out as best as I could for being so young. But puberty is so different because the complexity of emotions that you feel on a daily basis, let alone minute by minute, depending on the circumstances around you, whether that's environmental factors, family, friendships, it could be anything. And for me, sometimes it could be even worldwide. I was always impacted emotionally by what was going on around me, whether it was physically or whether it was worldwide. I always held a deeper sense of emotion and carried that with me as if it was a burden because I didn't know how to handle and release those emotions. Because honestly, you're allowed to feel these feelings. You just got to release them. At least that's what I realize now. But obviously being older, well, much older, I get it. I understand the process, but it still isn't easy. So I was entering about sixth or seventh grade and I finally finished my surgeries, or at least I put a pause to them. And I realized that I really didn't fit in or belong to any set group. I had a lot of friendships, but I was struggling with my identity. I was struggling with fitting in, per se. I was noticing that I was on the outside looking in, wishing and desiring to fit in, but not knowing how or why, feeling rejected a lot of the times by people whom I've grown attached to and loved. And I understand that process again now, but back then I struggled. I struggled and I built this sadness and I built this anger, which I never really expressed. And I know I'd mentioned before I'd gone to therapy, but I never had the best experience at such a young age with therapists. It's as if no one knew how to deal with me. No one knew exactly what to say or ask the right questions. It's as if watching other people shut down who are supposed to be the ones in control, who are supposed to be the ones to provide help. And I could feel this sense of urgency within them. I could pick up and read their energy, their emotions. And I'd leave these sessions carrying that weight, that burden, and then feel angry as I tried to process it because... Ultimately, I felt alone, and I would start to question everything about life, about my purpose. What was the purpose of living? What was my soul's purpose? Why do I have to carry such burdens? The pity party, basically. And I was angry because there were no answers given to me. I couldn't even provide answers for myself. And this struggle went on for a very long time, especially in my teenage years, especially high school. Because as much as I had made a lot of new friends 
it was still the same feeling. I was good enough to be friends one-on-one. I was invited to a lot of places. But when I was there, I put myself in a tiny box because I could feel the stares. I could feel the judgments. I felt awkward. I felt like I didn't even know how to communicate because a part of me was shy. The other part of me was more of an observer. I liked to observe what was going on around me. And maybe that was a mechanism of protection. As I would observe others' energies, conversations, or emotions, I would get a sense of intuition that would tell me whether or not I was safe or I was being made fun of behind my own back. And that was really hard to process growing up, especially in high school, especially since I didn't know that my intuition was so strong. I would ignore it, dismiss it. And later in life, yeah, I wish I would have listened a long time ago, but you're young. You just want to fit in. You just want to belong. You just want a sense of identity. And I didn't give that to myself. Instead, I placed myself in a tiny box, any chance I could get. And I sat with those emotions. And anger was taking over heavily. Now in high school, we had our fun. We had our partying ways. And I started noticing that when we would have a couple drinks, I would get to this point where I'd become an emotional mess. And that was my outlet to releasing. I would scream, I would cry, I would yell. And I didn't understand the control of it because I had no control of it. But it felt good for that moment to release it. Although the next day I was embarrassed, apologetic. I didn't want to be that person. I didn't want to be that girl who is the drunk crier. So I tried to get a hold of it as much as I could. And it's not like we would party every day or every weekend. And at times I would listen and stay home, even though you kind of create this sense of FOMO, fear of missing out, because you don't want to miss out because then you may not get invited to that next party. But I also didn't want to be the girl that couldn't handle herself so your friends don't want you around. I placed a lot of heavy burdens on my own self because I was struggling and I wasn't communicating what I was feeling or going through. And it wasn't until late in high school where we were at a dance. I wasn't drinking. I was already in trouble for something else, which wasn't my fault. But I was angry, but I had to be smart. But unfortunately, because I was already in trouble, I got in more trouble. Guilty by association. And this angered me because the principal didn't even give me a voice to speak, to stand up for myself. And we just had to take it. And she tried to expel me, but realistically, that would have been the worst thing to do because I wasn't guilty of anything. Just wrong place, wrong time, which happened a lot for me in life. But I still had to take accountability. And I was placed on probation my junior year up until I graduated. And my principal never let me forget it. She shamed me. She guilted me. She reminded me that I could mess up at any time and be gone. She placed a sense of fear in me. And I didn't deserve it. She didn't know me. I was struggling. Was I perfect? No. Did I have a mouth? Yes. That was my anger coming out at times. That was me trying to stick up for myself, but in a very unhealthy way. But I still gave it my all. I still tried my best to turn my life around. I got more involved in school clubs. I became our high school mascot. And those beautiful moments were very fleeting. They helped me. They got me to where I needed to be, but they were still fleeting. And so 
It was right around the time that I became really close to my grandma. And when I lost her, I was so angry. I was sad. I was emotional. But I was angry because I was given this angel who was helping me and guiding me and teaching me. And my grandmother spoke the truth. She gave it to you very straightforward. She didn't sugarcoat it. But her messages were beautiful. They struck me. They got to me. They spoke to me in such a way that I understood exactly what she was talking about. So I promised myself after her death that I would continue to put my best foot forward. But I did have a hard time with this because now after graduation, we're in our college years, I'm making all new friends whom I love and adore. But that feeling of fitting in again and placing myself back in those boxes, it was all right there. It was like I was repeating cycles over and over, but it was me doing it to myself. So I would have my drunken nights. And now since we're of age, we party a lot more. And I just remember one night I was beyond belligerent and I just picked a fight with my best friend, not knowing what I was even saying, but I was screaming and yelling and crying. In my mind, I just wanted to get away. But in my heart, I just wanted to be free of all this pain and she couldn't take it away. Well, she was right there with me at the bar. We were both intoxicated. So of course, she's not going to have the best advice. But I could feel that she was tired and run down from my emotional outbursts. And the next day, I felt nothing but remorse and guilt. And I knew this wasn't me. I knew this wasn't healthy. I knew I had to start expressing somehow in some way. I had to start changing things for myself. But I wasn't quite sure how. So I got more involved in my mom's youth ministry. I started leading her retreats. I started sharing my story as an outlet, as a way of expressing what it was that was going on within me. It was beautiful. It was an amazing experience. I was helping younger teenagers. I was setting an example. But after a while, when I started going through more deeper emotions and pain and anger, I started feeling like I was masking more than I was growing. And I didn't align to running those retreats anymore because I was lost. How could I stand in front of a bunch of teenagers expressing who I am as a leader when I'm so broken and lost inside? So finally, by the age of 30, I looked at my mom and said, I'm done. This isn't my path, or at least not right now. But I was afraid. I was afraid that my mom would guilt me back into it. But I had to choose me. And that was the beginning of my awakening the beginning of changing my lifestyle, the beginning of choosing me. Now, did I stick to this path entirely? No. Do I wish I had? Sure. But again, it got me to right here, right now. So I have no regrets. I'm grateful for the entire experience. But during that time, my outlet became traveling. I traveled all around the world because of my cousin, but still experienced a lot of upsets which triggered my anger, which I then stuffed deep inside in silence. I was still angry at the man who did this to my face. I was angry at the fact that I was no longer having surgeries because realistically they weren't going to change anything. And yet I still had no clue that it was working on my inner self that what needed the extra love and care. I was still seeking answers, but in all the wrong places. And I was quietly angry. 
angry at the world, angry at God, angry at myself. But how do I channel this anger? Where do I even begin? Well, it simply begins with allowing yourself to feel everything, even when it's uncomfortable, such as anger is uncomfortable for me. It doesn't define me. It's not who I am. It actually terrifies me because I've seen anger in the world. I've seen how people react rather than respond. And I knew I didn't want to become that version that terrifies me. But shoving anger down and hiding it within you isn't realistic either because it's a ticking time bomb. So feel everything. And I didn't quite understand what that meant just yet. But I was opening myself up in many ways, especially after 30. I was allowing myself to see the world. I was pouring a little bit back into me each day. But then there were moments of sadness or darkness. And I was still finding that I was bottling things up. And then, of course, the pandemic hit. And what worse place to be than living in your own home alone, stuck within your own mind? And that's how I got here. I got here because in the silence, my thoughts grew louder. My illusions were running rampant. My heart was breaking. It was loving and breaking all at the same time. And I was angry. I was upset. I was replaying my entire past. And I finally asked myself, well, what do you need? Do you want to live the same life, the same cycles you've lived for so long? And it's gotten you where? Sure. I was blessed with many different gifts along the way. But truly, was I happy? No. So I dug deep. I let the thoughts be heard so I could understand where they came from, where I felt them within. And I unraveled. I unraveled all these beautiful emotions that were intertwined in so many different ways. And I peeled back every single layer that I was ready and capable for. And then one day it hit me. I was still avoiding anger. And by now, after doing the work, I realized I had to face the darkness head on. I had to allow myself to be angry, in a healthy way, of course. And I utilized the skills I learned by placing that anger into my creativity, writing in my journal, writing exactly how I felt in those moments and what made me angry, screaming and shouting in my own house or in a pillow, punching the crap out of my punching bag. And then, slowly but surely, the anger subsided, and I felt free. I felt happier, I felt healthier, and I felt more in love. And this version is the version I'm most aligned with. My truest form, my purest form, my heart's wide open. It's because I allowed myself to feel the darkness that I carried for so long within. And rather than playing the victim or blaming somebody else, I started forgiving. I started forgiving and seeing and understanding and piecing my life back together. I never hated my doctor for what he did. I was conditioned to. I was angry because I was a child. I was angry at God because it felt unfair. But now, now it's different. Now I understand my soul's purpose. I understand who I am. And I understand that it got me right back to where I need to be. And that's looking back at myself and loving all of me, not pieces of me. I'm worthy of more than that. I'm worthy of it all. But I had to allow myself to feel everything in order to process it, in order to understand, in order to forgive, in order to release. 
And the person I forgave the most was my own self for carrying all that weight for so long. It was never about anyone else. It was about not hating myself, not being angry with myself for the choices, for the lack of decisions I made in my past, for letting go of my past as beautiful of a story as it was. It no longer needs to be held on to. These moments right here, right now, are what make life most beautiful. I don't want to miss a thing, so I live in the moment, because we're not guaranteed tomorrow, and I no longer want to hold the emotions that keep me from enjoying life. So anytime I do feel an emotion, I sit with it, I journal it, I get creative with it, I cry with it, I yell within my own home. I handle it all differently, but I handle it. I don't avoid it, I don't mask it. It's real. I don't shame myself, I don't guilt myself for feeling those things. Now, if I held on to those feelings forever, then that's on me. And I don't want that for myself anymore. I don't want to become this angry, bitter person. Because anger and bitterness and resentment destroy you. When they consume you and they take over your life, your life becomes nothing but toxicity and negativity. That's the energy that you're spreading all around you. And energy matches energy. So what you put out there is what you unfortunately receive in return. So the more I've been healing and the more I've been doing work and the more I've been enjoying myself, I've been receiving the same vibrations, the same beautiful energy in others. And this is truly a beautiful thing. Before I close out this podcast for today, I want to share a little something. A while back when I began my healing journey, I was scrolling on TikTok and I came across a video, a video that I saved because it broke me. I listened. I watched. I felt it all. I felt every emotion in that video that I was holding on to for so long, especially the anger. And it's a video of a scene from How to Get Away with Murder with Viola Davis punching her pillow, yelling at herself, but forgiving herself. I remember when I saved it, I couldn't watch it all the way through. I just wasn't ready. And from time to time, it would come across my FIP page, and I still struggled. But I held on to it. I saved it for a purpose, and I knew exactly why. It was because I'd be able to watch it and truly connect with it in a whole different way, with a whole different meaning and purpose to it. So as I share this descriptive video, I want you to be aware that there is some explicit language. So if you are not up to hearing that, you can end the podcast right here. But this is all coming from this clip of the TV show. Now imagine as I'm saying these lines, picture punching the pillow. Viola Davis is truly letting her emotions out into the pillow for each descriptive expression she gives. You're not trash. You're not cold. You're not a bitch. You're not ugly. You're not trash. You're not a slut. You're not dirty. You're not spoiled. You're not a monster. You deserve to be loved and touched and felt. You deserve to be free. I want out. I want out. I want out. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself because I forgive you. I forgive you. I forgive you. I forgive you, I forgive you, I forgive you, I forgive you. It's as if her character was speaking to me, to my whole entire life, to the verbiage, to the judgments from others, or to my own self that I gave. It's the pain, the turmoil, the anger, as she beat down on the pillow for each 
words she shouted. And in the end, when she said, forgive you, I forgive you. It was then when I was able to watch that video is because I forgave myself because I held on to that pain and anger for way too long. And it destroyed me. Nobody else did that but me because I held on to it. I could not forgive myself. I couldn't even love myself. So that tore me up. That made me angry. How people treated me made me angry, but I held on to that anger and that was my choice. What they did to me is theirs. I cannot fix that. I cannot change that. All I can carry is what I feel. And I felt anger for so long and that was my choice, my doing. And I finally forgave myself for holding on to my past for way too long. The burden was way too heavy and it didn't serve me anymore, so I let it go. I set myself free. I forgave myself. I chose myself. I loved me, and I'll always love me. I want to thank you for joining me on this very vulnerable episode. As you see, anger isn't really the easiest topic to discuss, especially coming from a place of love and joy more often than not, but it's real. It's real and we're allowed to feel these things in the moments when we feel them. So don't shame yourself or guilt yourself. Or when someone asks you, don't hate me or don't resent me, don't allow them to allow you how to feel. You need to feel what you need to feel because it's yours. It's your truth in that moment. Just don't hold on to those feelings, especially if they don't align to you, to who you are, to who your character is, because it's weight that does not need to be held on to. The world is yours, so let it be.